Good afternoon, GYC. I'm in awe of the mercy of God and that I have the privilege to stand before such an army of young people who are here because they want to hear the word of God. Amen? Before I begin, I need to pray. So if you'll bow your heads with me. Lord, you have a message for us today. And I ask, Lord, that you hear the longing of my heart and that you give me words to speak, to, Lord, share the testimony of what you've done in my life and not a bit of it is about me, Lord. I just pray that you will be uplifted, all glory may go to you, and that we will not leave here changed, not one of us, Lord. That we will walk out those doors sensing that you have touched us. Guide us, I pray, in Jesus' name, amen. Open your Bibles to Acts chapter 26. Acts chapter 26, and this is our theme for this GYC. What is the theme? For this purpose. I want to read the scripture verse that we have chosen. Acts chapter 26, and we're going to look at verse 16 to 18. Are you there? Here we see that Saul, now Paul, he had been on the road to Damascus. He had been persecuting the Christians, killing them, putting them in prison. And now he's on the road to Damascus to do more of his work. And a light appears, the Lord appears to him and says, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. And in verse 16, he gives Paul his mission. He says, but rise and stand on your feet. For I've appeared to you for this purpose, to make you a minister and a witness, both of the things which you have seen and of the things which I will yet reveal to you. I will deliver you from the Jewish people as well as from the Gentiles, to whom I now send you, to open their eyes, in order to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Today I have a message from you that, for you that is not the norm. Or maybe, maybe it is the norm. You see, um, I was asked to share my testimony with you. And um, I never was a criminal. I never was in, in prison, I never did drugs, I never drank or, or smoked. In fact, I was raised in a wonderful Christian Seventh-day Adventist home. I loved the Lord at an early age and was baptized. I have parents that, that pray for me. I, I was going on mission trips. And I was, I was raised in 7th Avenue schools from first grade to my first year, through my first year in college. So what do I have to share with you today? I often thought I had no testimony. But many of you sitting here today, I believe have gone through many of the things that I have. And I want to share with you three points. I'm going to give them to you right at the beginning, and I'm going to let you know I will make an appeal on those three things at the end. 
because I believe that there are many sitting here today that are struggling with these things. Point number one, we are living in very dangerous times. Here's what I mean. We are living in a time where it is dangerous to be idle in the study of the Word of God. Are you with me? We are living in a time where it's not okay for it to be your parents' religion, your pastor's relationship with Jesus, or GYC, a big social event. You with me? We are living in a time where we need to have an answer for the faith that we hold. And I'm going to share with you in my testimony where this comes in. Point number two. There is someone here today that God is calling to full-time gospel work. You're, a, you're miserable at school or at your, at your desk, at your job, because you know God is calling you. But the things of this world are holding you back. Today is the day to answer the call. Point number three. As young people, we need to live true, genuine Christian lives. No more hypocrisy. This is my burden. It is time that we stop hiding the things that are going on in our lives back in the closet, putting on a face and smiling and saying, oh, look, I'm holy. But when we go home, we are not the person that we are in front of people. These are the three main points that God has laid on my heart. And I have a longing that through the experiences I've been through, that God will impart this message to you today. Study of the word of God, answer the call, true, genuine Christian lives. As I said, I was raised in a Seventh Avenue home. I was very active at a young age, but something was missing. I would get up in the morning to do my devotions and I'd get out my Max Lucado book and I'd read two chapters. I was set for the day. I was inspired. I had read some good stories, but I found that my relationship with Christ was like this. I was on this emotional roller coaster because I was not getting deep into the Word of God. I was a spiritual leader at this school and the sermons I preached were what I call fluff. You know what I'm saying? I, I preached on things that were emotional, feel good, because that's what was going on in my morning devotions with God. I wasn't searching my heart, I wasn't deep into the Word of God. And when I had questions, I would go to my, my teachers or some other people and I would get their opinions. Or, or maybe, you know, I'd go to church and I trusted my pastor. He was a wonderful man of God and he would be preaching and I would take his word for it. But I did not know what I believed for myself. And I had a, an experience. I went to a, a Youth for Jesus, ASI Youth for Jesus. Many of you know about ASI Youth for Jesus. I went to Youth for Jesus and I was like a fish out of water. I was older than everyone else that was there. It was strange food and strange dress that I wasn't used to. And on top of that, we were thrown into this work called evangelism. 
Now, I had heard of evangelism, but this was like young people knocking on doors. We were just going to random people's homes and knocking on their door, talking to them about God. And what happened there, two things happened, one through the outreach and one through a staff member. I remember distinctly, I was in my room, and it was early, early morning. I woke up and I looked across the room, and I saw the girl's dean that was there, one of the staff. And I saw her studying her Bible that morning. And she was searching in the Word. She was reading. And I saw her. She was, she was weeping. She just sat on her knees and she was just weeping. And so after she got done with her devotions, I, I came up to her and I said, well, is everything okay? Why are you crying? I thought maybe there was something wrong. And she said, Chelsea, I was reading the story of where Jesus was in so much pain and the disciples, they were sleeping. My Jesus was hurting and they weren't there for him. She was weeping because she was reading about the Savior she knew that she had a close, intimate relationship with. She was reading about the Savior and she saw him hurting and she was weeping. That shocked me. I mean, if I read a sad story, maybe I'd cry. But this was, she was so much into the word of God. She knew Jesus so much that if he was in pain, she was crying. Second thing that happened, I would, I would go to her with questions, and I really wasn't asking the question to get the answer I wanted. I went with my opinion to justify, it's okay to dress, it's okay to wear this, it's okay to do this. And instead of giving me her opinion, she always pointed me to the word of God. I'd say, well, what about this? And she'd say, why don't you go look it up in your Bible? I said, I don't even know where to go. She'd give me a few texts. She said, read them in context. Go study it for yourself. I'd come back and I'd ask her another question. Chelsea, go study it for yourself. Every time I'd get frustrated. Just tell me the answer. But she'd always tell me to go study the word of God. So I started getting into the Bible. And, and then I met a lady at the meetings. And she was asking me questions about the Sabbath. But what happened when somebody died? And I'd, I knew the answer, but I couldn't prove it from the Bible. So I started searching. I needed to know the answer. People had questions. I've grown up with this my whole life, but I don't even know what I believe for myself. It's not enough to say my parents believe, my church believes. This is, this is my religion. But this is biblical. This is what I believe from the word of God. And I started studying. It changed my life. I started having answers when people asked. I started knowing what I believed for myself. Point number one, study the word of God. We will be on an emotional roller coaster in our relationship if we are not deep in the word of God. Amen? Are you with me? Okay. Number two, <clears throat> at Youth for Jesus, I was very convicted on many things. My dress, the music I listened to, the movies I watched, many things, the dating relationships I was in, I was under heavy conviction and many changes happened in my life. But then I went to, to college. I had a plan. I was going to be a doctor. <coughs> I was going to, excuse me, I was going to, uh, to make good money, to do good things, to have a good name, title, and position. There's nothing wrong with being a doctor, don't get me wrong. But my motive behind it was not that my mission was the people. I was in a full-time evangelism, but my job was next. It was the other way around. 
And when I went to college, sadly enough, I started to compromise. I started to compromise in all of those areas, and I became absolutely miserable. I was searching for God's will for my life, and I was praying about it, and I knew I wasn't as well. So I started to say, okay, Lord, <coughs> I won't be in school this long. Instead, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll lower it. I'll do this, or I'll do this, or I'll do this. I kept picking options for God. But it got to a point in the middle of the year where I was absolutely miserable. I couldn't focus. I, I knew, I knew God was calling me to full-time gospel work, but, you know, people didn't understand. I had opposition from my family, from my friends. People said I was crazy. Why would you give up all of these things to go and do something called Bible work? Nobody even knows what that is, <coughs> at least where I'm from. So why would you even do that? That's crazy. But God was calling me to it. And until I answered that call, I was never going to be satisfied. I was never going to be fulfilled. Until we fulfill the purpose God has for us, we will never have true fulfillment. Amen? So what happened is that I was actually at home and I was watching GYC. And I was, I was watching Randy Skeet, thank you, sermon called Blind with gold rim glasses. Have you watched it? Have you heard it? If you haven't, listen to it. Blind with gold rim glasses. Powerful sermon. I sat my parents down on the bed. I brought my computer. I said, watch this. This is why I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And so I went. I went to Amazing Facts College of Evangelism. And there I was in the Word of God. I was learning how to reach people. There's many uh, amazing testimonies of what God did. And I could stand up here all day and share with you the powerful things that God has done. But I don't want you to miss the point. It's not about the wonderful stories. It's not about all of the, the glamour, so to speak, of evangelism. There are tough parts to it. But the point is, is that it changed me. It completely changed my life. When you're sharing the gospel and you're watching other people's lives be transformed, you pray for somebody and they're healed. That's not you and you know it. You see God's hand at work. You, you share a Bible study with somebody and they see the Sabbath for the first time. And they say, I've been searching for the truth. Powerful. You see people baptized when you meet them and they don't even want you there. And by the, by the end of the meetings, their whole life is completely done. They've given up drugs and alcohol. They've changed their whole life. You can't help but know that that is not you. It's God. And that's what changed me. If God is calling you to full-time gospel work, do not put it aside because of a title or position that's temporary. Do not put it aside because of opposition. What God calls you to is not going to always be easy. Amen? Don't put it aside because of a relationship, a job. God will take care of those things. Finances don't. Put it aside because of those. If God is calling you and if you are here today and you know that, today is the day to answer that call. No putting it off. After college, there was a time um, after I went to AFCO when I was in full-time mission work. I said, God, if you want me in it, open the door. 
And every time I'd end one Bible work job, so many more would open, and God would always leave a door open to show me that's where he wanted me. He always provided for my needs. After that time, I was in full-time ministry. And um, my spiritual walk was, was great. I was connected with God. I was sharing with people, seeing miracles happen. And then my devotions, I, I started neglecting those morning devotions. And just my word to you, my own personal conviction is that if we are not spending time in the word of God and in prayer in the morning, we're in trouble. That morning time with God is critical, and I'm preaching to myself. I appreciated Justin Kim this morning. Sometimes we want to sleep a little longer, but God has a message for us. And as my devotion started to slip, some other things in my life started to slip. There were different struggles, and, and I found myself in a place that, honestly, I don't really want to share it with you. But there may be somebody here who's in that place. I was in ministry. I was upfront preaching. I was in the homes giving Bible studies. I was praying with people. I was doing all these things, but when I went home, there were sins in my life that I was struggling with that I did not feel like I could talk to anybody about. You know, why would I, why would I want to tell the pastor or the, the church member? You know, I can't tell the church members because, you know, they're looking to me to lead them spiritually. I can't tell the people I'm studying with. They're looking to me for that. I'm not going to tell the pastor because he might think something about me. I don't want anybody to think that I'm a sinner. And I was trying to keep this outward appearance. And I was a hypocrite. I was living a life, not a true, genuine Christian walk. I was living an outward display of an inward emptiness. I've seen it over and over again. I've gotten phone calls, Chelsea, I'm, I'm not going to be in ministry anymore. I've fallen into sin too great. I have nobody to talk to. I'm, I'm stepping out. You may be here today. You, you may have sensed the call to full-time mission work. You got into it and you fell into to temptation, into sin, and you walked away from the call God had upon your life. Let me tell you, his grace is sufficient. Come back to him, his grace is sufficient. I'm a living testimony of that. We don't want to go to confess our faults because, oh, then somebody may know I have faults. When really what we need to do is find a pastor, find a spiritual leader that we can confess that to, to pray with, that we may be healed. No more living with a mask of fake. We will not have true revival in this church. Until we are living true, genuine Christian lives. When we know Jesus intimately, personally, when we're in the word of God, we have an answer for the faith that we hold. Are you with me? You can say amen. You're kind of quiet. This is a burden on my heart. Because I see and I hear people walking away from the calling God has because of something in their life. If you are sitting here today and there is something in your life that you have been hiding, it's been too long. And it's time to give it to God. It's time to let go of that cherished sin. It's time to confess the sin you've fallen into. And it's time to make it right with God and get back into the work. As I am out sharing with people, I see... A, 
a need for this army of youth, rightly trained, that are studying the word of God, they know the word for themselves. They're spending time with God, intimate relationship. They've sensed God's calling on their life. What are we here for, for this purpose? What purpose? We're an army of youth rightly trained to finish this work. We cannot be preaching to others if we're just hollow on the inside, an outward shell. We need to be filled. Study the word of God yourself. Follow God's calling upon your life no matter what opposition comes and live that life. We are in need of of young people today who don't just clock in and clock out of ministry. Even while I was going through that tough part in my ministry, it was like, okay, I worked eight to five. I clocked in, I did my hours, I did my time. And actually, I'm gonna share this experience with you. During that time, I was kind of in this clock in, clock out mode. I'm in full-time ministry, right? I'm, I'm supposed to have this passion, always. But I was struggling in my personal time with God and it was affecting that. And I was going back and forth from my apartments. I'd go in and give Bible studies all day and I'd come home. My neighbors saw me one day. I hadn't really talked to them much. You know, I'd get home at the end of the day and I didn't really want to talk to anyone. I just wanted to go home, take my shoes off, kick up my feet, relax. I've had a hard day. I've been talking to people all day. That's it. So I was walking to my apartment door. And my neighbors saw me and they called me over. We hadn't really met yet. I was new to the area. And uh, they said to me, they said, "Uh, Chelsea, uh, what do you do again? What did you say you do? I said, well, I'm a a Bible instructor. I give Bible studies. And he looked at me. He's like, so when are you going to come to my home and give me Bible studies? And I was so convicted. I had passed this neighbor every single day for I don't know how long. They talked to me, they waved at me, they would ask me questions, but I was on a mission to just get home. I was clocking in and out of gospel work. We are to live a life, a full-time evangelism, to see people through Christ's eyes, to see their need, and to be the hands and the feet of Christ. But we need to be filled first with the word of God. God has a purpose for you. I don't know your story. I don't know what's going on in your home and your personal life. I don't know how your relationship with God is. I don't know how your devotions are. But I know someone who does. And I know that I'm not standing here today because of me, but because God has something to say. And I just happen to be the tool. The, the title of the, of the message of my testimony is God, it makes no sense. Randy Skeet graciously let me use that title. Those five words sum up my story. It didn't make sense to me why God would call me to full-time mission work. I'm not anything special. God, I don't even know my Bible and you're calling me to preach it to other people? That doesn't make sense. It didn't make sense to me why God was calling me personally to walk away from school and to be fully committed to his work. God showed me that it wasn't just to get a degree, to have a degree, to say I have one. It wasn't just to impress people, that he would use me, and it's nothing wrong with school, but he was calling me to that, and he would provide. 
God is calling some of you today. And, and the sermon title, God, it makes no sense. It didn't, it still does not make sense to me why God has allowed me to stay in this work. I have made so many mistakes. But by the grace of God, somehow, somehow he uses me. Somehow, I don't understand. When I was first questioning the work, I'm gonna share one more story with you. I was, I was knocking on doors in Texas and I was questioning this still. God, why did you call me to this? It doesn't make sense. It makes no sense, God. And I knocked on this lady's door. She was in her 20s. She had three children and um, not married. She had just come. She had been through um, Hurricane Katrina. And I knocked on her door and she said, yes, we could start studying the Bible. So we began to study every week. And this was a pivotal point in my ministry and in my walk with God and the answer to that question. We were studying every week and we came to the study on salvation. And as we opened the word and I went through the text, Bible text with her, I made an appeal at the end, Courtney, would you like to accept Jesus as your savior? She looked at me and she said, no. And I didn't know what to do. They didn't train me that, to what to do with that in AFCO. You know, what do you do next? They, she says, no, what do I do? I mean. She said, no, like no way around it, just no. This is an important decision. What do I say? What do I do? And I began pleading with God. So I went into a few other verses and I made an appeal, Courtney, we don't know when our last day is. Today is the day of salvation. Don't put it off a moment longer. God longs to come into your life. He wants to change these things. And I said, you know, is there anything keeping you? And she said, Chelsea, you don't understand my boyfriend. He's Muslim. He doesn't even know I'm studying the Bible with you. He'd be furious if he knew if I accept Jesus, I know it's going to change me. It's going to change my, he would be so angry. And I just can't do that. And so I began to talk to her about how God would see her through. God would see her through that time. This was the most important decision she could make in her life. And Courtney said, yes, I want to accept Christ. We bowed our heads and we began to pray. I'd never led someone to Christ before for the very first time. And as she, I prayed and then I, I waited for her to pray and it was silent. She said, I don't know what to say. I said, just talk to him like a friend. And she began to pour out her heart. I've never heard a more beautiful prayer than that prayer that day. And as Courtney prayed, she was crying, I was crying. And right in the middle of her prayer, the door busted open. And who was there? Her boyfriend. And he looked furious. Her Bible in her lap, my Bible in mine, both of us bowing our heads and praying, her crying. Obviously, he can see what's going on. And he was furious. And I didn't know what to do. I just sat frozen, staring at him and looking at her. But she kept praying. She pressed on and she said, no, Jesus, I want you to come into my heart. I want you to come into my life. With him standing there, she prayed that prayer. When I walked out of that house, watching what happened to Courtney, I knew why God had called me to this. And instead of saying, God, it doesn't make sense, I walked out of that house saying, God, it makes sense now. It changed my life to see someone else accept Christ, and it changed her life. There are people just like that that God wants you to reach. Whether you are, are a professional and full-time work, that your job, that's irrelevant. You are there to reach people for Christ. 
If you don't go to your work with that mindset, start praying that God will change that because he has you there to witness for him, not to go to an eight to five job and make money and then you'll just do some work for him on the side. That is not what we're called to. Briefly, the three points. We need to study the word of God to know what we believe. There are some here that you don't know what you believe. You don't, you don't have morning devotions. You're not deep into the word of God. You're going off of what everyone else believes or maybe you have some opinions. Number two, someone here has been sensing God's call to full-time gospel work and you're allowing the hindrances, you're allowing the things around you to keep you from making that full commitment. And today is the day to make that commitment. Number three, there are some here today that you feel like you're living a life of hypocrisy. You feel like on the, the outside you're living this holy life, but inwardly, it's a mess. And today is the day to give it all to God, to come back to him, to fully surrender, his grace is sufficient. Those three points, I, I wanna appeal to you today. And this is what I wanna ask. If there is someone here today that you sense that you need to be in the word of God, you haven't been, I'm gonna ask you to stand. Don't just stand because it's an appeal and you think you should stand. This is a commitment to God. You're not in the word, you don't know what you're believing, you say now's the time that I need to know what I believe. Number two, there's someone here today who feels they're living a life that's opposite. And today you wanna stand and say, Lord, I wanna live a true, genuine Christian life. No more hypocrisy. Take this sin from me. I want you to stand. This is not a general appeal. This is not for everyone to stand. God sees this decision. Number three, there is someone here that God is calling to full-time gospel work. Full-time gospel work. And you have been avoiding that call. You will not regret it, my friend. Stand today and make that commitment. I want to ask that those of you that have stood to make a commitment to full-time gospel work, God is calling you, and today you're saying you're going to, to come right up here to the front. I know it's a little ways to walk, but this is a serious commitment. If God is calling you to this work, and you have not yet answered this call, come forward and make that, that call, that, make that decision today. Praise the Lord. This is not a general appeal. I wanna pray for you. For those of you coming, you've made this commitment. It would be wrong of me to let you walk out after this and do nothing. So right after this, I want you to go right to the left side of the stage, your right, my left, and we're gonna meet with you. We're going to pray with you. I want to help you follow up on this. 
This is a serious commitment, not you make it at GYC, you walk to the front at some testimony that some girl you don't even know says, and now you're going to walk out and never follow through with it. You with me? God is calling you, and you've sensed it for a while. He's touched your heart, and today is the day. Let's pray. Oh, Lord, I don't know why you asked me to stand here today, but I know, Lord, that it's not me. For your glory and for your sake, there are those today who have sensed you touching their heart. Lord, first I want to pray for those who stood and they're saying, Lord, today I choose to get into the word of God. I don't know what I believe. I haven't been studying. I don't know you, Lord, like I should. And today I commit to getting into the word of God. Bless them, Lord. Bless them. Tomorrow morning I pray you wake them up extra early to be in your word. And may they get up. And may they study. May they find answers for the beliefs. Lord, there's some here today that there is something that has been in their life. Lord, they feel like they're living a life outwardly hypocrisy. There's something inside they've been clinging to. And Lord, it's hurting them. But Lord, they maybe struggled to come back to you. But today, we've seen that your grace is sufficient. It doesn't always make sense, but you call us back into this work. And I pray that today for those standing, you give them the strength to let go of any cherished sin and to live a true, genuine Christian life, Lord. Bless them. Lord, and then for this group standing here today, they sense that you've called them to full-time gospel work. I don't know if it's a medical missionary. I don't know if it's an evangelist, a pastor, a Bible worker. I don't know what it is, Lord, you're calling them to. But I ask that this not be just another appeal, but this be the first day of their following your purpose, of them answering the call, and that they follow through, Lord, with you. We need more dedicated young people. Give them strength when opposition comes. Bless them. Guide them. Thank you, Lord, for GYC. Thank you for how it's changed our life. Go with us, we pray. In Jesus' precious name, amen. We have a short announcement. If those of you who stood would move to the, the side of the stage here, a couple people are going to be there to pray with you. And um, you can wait there. Thank you. This media was produced by Audioverse for GYC, Generation of Youth for Christ. If you would like to learn more about GYC, please visit www.gycweb.org. Or if you would like to listen to more free online sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.